You're listening to the Brooke Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 12, two parts of a successful day. Do you ever get to the end of the day and wonder if you did anything worthwhile? (laughs) What makes a day successful to you? Do you have a measurement or standard that helps you gauge how things went? If you're living in survival mode, it can sometimes be as simple as making it to the end of the day in one piece. If you're aiming to live more in thriving mode, there are two requirements that I have found that create a successful day in the most exceptional way. I'm going to share with you what those two requirements are and bonus, they're actually quite simple and easy enough to make happen every single day. Because let's be honest, life is a whole lot better when you get to the end of the day feeling like a success. Let's talk about how to make that happen. Thank you again to everyone who has left a review for this podcast on iTunes. Reviews help the podcast to show up in iTunes when other people are searching for a new podcast. Today's review of the week comes from Sing Sarah. Sarah says, have you ever wanted to download the wisdom from someone else and make it available in your own life? Brooke is amazing at sharing her wealth of knowledge from countless books she's read, conferences she has attended, people she has known, and experiences she has lived, and can boil it all down into 20 inspiration-saturated minutes. Every episode helps me feel more motivation, commitment, and hope that I can live true to who I am and who God knows me to be. Thank you, Brooke. Thank you, Sarah, and hooray for the hope of living true to who you are and who God knows you are. That is the most powerful hope of all. If you want to be reviewer of the week, please leave me a five-star review in iTunes and share your favorite takeaway so far. Your reviews boost the show ratings and help other people find the podcast. So thank you for listening and for sharing. A few weeks ago, I was having a conversation with a friend and we got on the topic of what makes for a successful day. Maybe you have asked yourself the same question a time or two before, and I think it's pretty common in our culture to judge our success on productivity and what you were able to accomplish. Other people may judge success based on how you feel. (laughs) Do you get to the end of the day feeling good or feeling discouraged? Think for a moment how you judge a successful day. Are there any requirements you already have consciously or unconsciously chosen to measure your own success? What is it for you? I know for me, I have totally been through several different seasons where I have judged my success in different ways, sometimes more graceful and compassionate than other times. Nonetheless, In this conversation, it was really fun for me to boil it down to something meaningful and easy to sustain. I identified two things that I require to make for a successful day. The first is to move my body. The second is to move my soul. Let's talk for a moment about each of those. First, to move your body. (laughs) It wasn't until probably the last two years that I began to look at moving my body as something bigger than just the context of exercise. Most of my life, when I would think of exercise, it was not something that I was excited or motivated to do every single day. It felt forced. It felt like something I should do. 
and something that just wasn't very fun. I experienced a huge shift though in how I thought about movement when I took Sarah Godfrey's movement class. I interviewed Sarah a couple of years ago, and I'm going to link to that interview in the show notes so that you can hear her talk about this fascinating concept and how movement works into our life and how it's actually a much bigger thing than simply exercise. What Sarah taught me is that movement is so intricately connected to how you are feeling and also how to change how you are feeling. Movement is foundational in how you feel about yourself and actually feeling like yourself, like you are really who you are. It's so supportive to your sense of identity. Just talking about this makes me really excited and makes me think it would be really good to interview Sarah again on this podcast and go a bit deeper into this really fascinating topic. For now, I want to show you how I've applied this into my everyday life. One of my goals for 2018 was to do yoga every single day. Now, Sometimes lofty goals like that are a little tricky to accomplish. When I took Michael Hyatt's uh, best year ever course, he suggests having a record like a habit that you're trying to make and doing it as a streak record. So I chose to do one of my goals was to do yoga every day for 90 days. I figured if I could make it 90 days, it would totally be a habit by then. And I'd be set for finishing out the year with my new ritual. (laughs) And I have always liked yoga, but I can't say that I had a testimony of yoga. But oh my goodness, do I ever have a testimony of it now? (laughs) I'm happy to report that I totally completed my 90 days and I'm still doing yoga as a daily practice. Here we're like nine months into the year. And I think what I love very most about yoga is that for me, it's a really beautiful way to move my body and align my body, mind, and spirit. I didn't really go into this goal thinking about yoga as exercise. Instead, I went into this thinking about yoga as a spiritual practice. The process of deep, nourishing breaths moving in and out of my body in a really gentle and balanced way has been absolutely transformative to me. And I want to teach you why, because there is doctrine behind why this is so powerful. In the Doctrine and Covenants in section 93, it says, for man is spirit. The elements are eternal and spirit and element inseparably connected, receive a fullness of joy. When separated, man cannot receive a fullness of joy. The elements are the tabernacle of God. Yea, man is the tabernacle of God. So what is this even talking about? First of all, we are, our physical bodies are made up of the elements. And here is identified that we have our physical body and we have our spirit. And when they're separated, we cannot receive a fullness of joy. That separation is not just something that happens at death. We can live separated from our body in our everyday life. For example, anytime that I am too much in my head, maybe I'm overthinking things and I'm overanalyzing things. I'm not fully in my body. I'm in my head. (laughs) Anytime that I spend in the virtual world that doesn't require me to use all of my senses, like the sense of touch, taste, smell, sight, sound, 
I'm not completely in my body. Anytime that I spend long periods sitting at the computer or even sitting for other reasons, I'm not completely in my body. (laughs) And thus, just like the scripture says, I'm not receiving a fullness of joy in those moments. A fullness of joy requires us to find the alignment of our spirit and our body, as the scripture says, inseparably connected, or as we say in yoga, we are one. The spirit, the mind, the body are all aligned. They're all one. The best way that I have found to be able to do this, to find this alignment of the spirit and the body is through intentional breathing. Just simply taking a moment to inhale slowly through the nose and to exhale slowly through the nose. That's moving my body with these breaths. It's a way that I can connect with my spirit and my body together. And yoga is just so perfectly designed to do this. But really, there's lots of other ways that this can look. Maybe it looks like taking a walk. Maybe it's going for a run. Maybe it's riding your bike or hiking in nature. Maybe it's dancing. Or it could be a dedicated exercise. Nevertheless, finding what that looks like for you is really important. The main purpose is to unite your spirit and your body together. Now, there are plenty of times that I could be moving my body and not uniting those two together. My apologies go out to anyone who loves running, but to me, running is basically torture. <laughs> I, I hate every single second of it. I have often said that I would ride my bike 100 miles before I would even run one mile. And laughably, I actually did that last month. I rode my bike 100 miles and I did not run one. (laughs) But in all seriousness, whatever it is, finding some type of movement that you can do that actually feels like a spiritual practice to you because it unites your mind and your body and your spirit together in a way that you feel a fullness of joy is really important. When I am done with my 20 to 30 minutes of yoga in the morning, I feel like I am in the best preparation to do my other rituals like meditation and prayer and scripture study. In fact, my number one spirituality hack for anyone out there who may be feeling a bit disconnected from God and maybe, you know, not getting very much out of prayer or scripture study, I invite you to do something to align your body and spirit first before prayer or before you read scripture, even something as simple as those three long inhales and exhales can completely change your experience. And because you took the time to connect to your body, everything, everything is enhanced in life when you are connected with your body. That's why the scripture says that we receive a fullness of joy. Otherwise, we're totally not living life to its full capacity and to its full potential. So after I have moved my body, it's time to move my spirit. For me, that looks like meditation, affirmations, visualization, prayer, and scripture study. If that seems like a lot of stuff, know that the way I practice it, it's all pretty much meshed together into something that's really easy and awesome, and it can take anywhere from a few minutes to an hour depending on whatever time I have available. But the entire point of this ritual is to move my soul, to be inspired, to be taught, to learn wisdom, to receive answers to questions, and 
to connect with heaven. Maybe later in the day, I may look for ways to move my soul. Maybe that happens through reading a book or listening to a podcast or journaling. Maybe it's having an inspiring conversation with a friend. Maybe it's through doing service. Maybe it's a meaningful conversation with one of my kids or with my husband. There are so many awesome ways to move your soul. I know that my soul has been moved when I learn something or when I feel a deep sense of gratitude. So truth be told, there are days that I don't make my bed. There are days that my house isn't in perfect order. There are days that I don't get very far on my to-do list. (laughs) But despite what I did or did not get accomplished during the day, if I can look back and say that I have moved my body and I have moved my soul, I know I made progress. Because moving my body and my soul means that I also moved forward in my own progression. And I'll just add this in. It's something you can totally do at the end of the day if you didn't fit it in. (laughs) Take those three deep nourishing breaths, count it as moving your body, and then have a really great inspired prayer. You can still fit it in and end the day on a high note. So what do you do to move your body or soul? Do you have some similar standard for what makes your day successful? I challenge you to look for ways to move your body and your soul each day. In the grand scheme of things, moving forward is not just found in moving forward on your list, but mostly for moving forward in your own development. If you enjoyed this podcast, you will love my book, Living in Your True Identity. It's full of over 20 practical tools that lead you to not just live a successful day, but to love who you are while doing it. It's available on Amazon and I'll link to it in the show notes. Imagine living each day feeling successful. You moved forward by moving your body and moving your soul. You can find show notes and participate in the conversation for this episode on my website, brooksnow.com. Thank you so much for listening.